0: 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Look at somebody say, He is God with us. He is God with us. Emmanuel, He is God with us. 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 5. I want to start. We start a new series that I'm very excited about. I want to talk about heaven. You know, honestly, the only time you really hear about heaven is when somebody dies or there's a funeral. And I think that's a bad perspective to have for a place that we should be having as our goal. Heaven is should not be heard just because somebody dies and then we talk about heaven or want to think about. There's an afterlife afterlife or a life after this. Matter of fact, Colossians chapter three, verse two would say to set your minds on things above. In other translations, it may say to set your mind on the realities of heaven. Because the real thing, the real idea, ladies and gentlemen, is that your life here is about a vapor. Your life there is for eternity. And so I think sometimes as preachers, we fail because we always talking about this lifetime and not telling you that there are things that you do in this lifetime that's going to affect the next. But if you're so focused on this lifetime and only getting the things of what man says that you need to have in this lifetime, you're going to miss out on what you'll get there. My, by the end of this message series, I, I pray that you will be reassured and assured uh, of your hope that lies within. We want to answer this. We also want to address the misconceptions that people have about heaven. There's so many teachings out there about heaven that are not true. And we want to address those things. So you can have an idea and a clear understanding of what the scripture and the Bible talks about. Because there is, let me tell you something, the Bible leaves clues to everything. The Bible gives you insight into everything, all right? There's nothing that the Bible does not say or does not clarify. So he gives us understanding and clarity into a lot. So again, the first thing I want to address again tonight to open up this series is what happens when you die? Before we address uh, heaven, we must talk about what happens when you die. Unless you get caught up in the rapture, we are all going to experience death. James four verse 14 says, whereas do you not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Ladies and gentlemen, death is a part of life and it has no age. There is is a set time for your arrival and there's also a set time for your departure. Many people think because I'm 12 years old, I have my life in front of me. That's not true. Many people think at the age of 20, I have my life in front of me and that's not true. While may what hope that you never know what can happen to your life. You never know what can happen between now and when you leave that door. The reality is death has no age. God has a set time for your arrival and also a set time for our departure. And as well as you have evil that is ever present as well, whereas though that contributes also or may have a play into also when you get out of here. And then you also have our own cells that we can die before our time by the way we treat our bodies and by the way we live our life. However, ladies and gentlemen, many people have pondered the question, uh, has pondered the question, what will happen when I die? Many people have asked the question, what is life after this? Or is there any life after this? Is there any life? after the one that we live here. Many people, have you ever asked yourself the question, what will happen when I take my last breath here? Many people, this is one of the many questions that are researched, that are looked up, because people have a curiosity of what happens. And I believe part of that curiosity is what the scripture talks about, that God has has placed eternity in all of our hearts. And by God placing eternity in all of our hearts, it begins because we have have a longing for what we do not know and for what is on the outside. And with that longing that is created, it is a way to create you so you can find the real answers. So that you may come in contact, ladies and gentlemen, with this truth, the truth of what we talked about last week. And knowing who Jesus is. Can I read 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse, um, verse 5 in our reading today? Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God. Who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee. Say a guarantee. Yeah. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well, please rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, there is many beliefs. Excuse me, there is many beliefs about what happens when you die. Can I share a little bit with you? Number one, the atheists believe nothing happens to you when you die. They believe you just Die. Are you hearing me? So they believe that you just die. Buddhists, ladies and gentlemen, believe in reincarnation. Them and Hindus. They believe in reincarnation. Reincarnation, the cycle of death and rebirth. Since Buddhists do, don't believe in existence of souls, reincarnation means taking on another body in their next life. Bardo. The immediate state is the time between death and rebirth where Buddhists experience different phenomena. So the Buddhists and the Hindus have a same type of belief, but they vary in how this experience of reincarnation happens. Are you hearing me tonight? So they believe, in other words, to bring it into understanding that they believe that when you die here, you are reincarnated as something else in the next life. You ever heard of that thought, of the thought that happens, ladies and gentlemen, when they say, Oh, you you die here and you come back as a bird? Well, yeah. Or that somebody dies and, and and you, oh my god, I think I see their spirit in them. They came that as a spirit animal. That's part of what they believe. Then we have spiritualists, ladies and gentlemen. We have mediums. There is this popular medium guy who's out there who said that he can, you know, have you talk with your loved ones and all of that stuff. Newsflash, that is not your loved one talking to you. There is a spirit that is camouflaging himself as your loved one. It's a demon. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So spirituals believe that after, after after that the afterlife or spirit world is a realm where spirits continue to evolve where they continue to evolve. They believe that souls live on and take their consciousness with them. They believe souls can interact with those living on earth through mediums in the spirit world and physical world. So that's what spiritualists believe. Most spiritualists you'll see as a psychic or mediums. And they and they and they and they make themselves to be like they are Christian but they're not. Matter of fact, I was reading on the Christian Pulse where there is a church that is accepting a medium into their church. That is not a church. Are you hearing me? That is not a church. When we do prophetic things and prophetic activations, that is from God. This is not of evil. Prophecy is built on the word of God. And if it's not built on the word of God, it's a lie. It's false. Are you hearing me tonight? You cannot interact with a soul that is dead. You cannot interact with them. I don't care what they say. Oh, they come to visit you in the dream. It is a, No, 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 no. You cannot interact with them. Matter of fact, the scripture forbades you. It forbades us to not have contact with that. Because you're speaking to a demon. Oh, I saw, oh, he was able to tell me about you. No, do you not know demons have information too? Do you not know demons have information too? The demonic world got information about on you as well? And you think you're talking to a mother? No, you're talking to a demon impersonating to be your mom. Hallelujah. I can't stay there. Let me keep moving. Are you hearing me tonight? So you have all of this stuff that is creeping in the church. Can I tell? Can I talk? Tell you more about what people believe about what happens when you die. We have we have the Catholics. Catholic Christians believe in uh, the purgatory, a place where the dead destined for heaven must go first if they need purification for their sins. This is what they believe. What does this mean? Matter of fact, what does what does this What does this mean, ladies and gentlemen? What does it mean to us? I went too far. Where is that? All right, there we go. Purgatory. That's what they believe in. In other words, what this is saying, that the believing dead must be cleaned up through their own suffering before coming into the presence of God. What type of promise is this? What type of promise is this? That when you die, you must go to a, through a purging process before you can enter into the presence of God. What is this? In other words, what they are saying that, oh my God, <laughs> that, oh my God, clean up through their own suffering before coming through. Ground. Why would I suffer here to then suffer somewhere else than to get in the presence of God? That's crazy. Matter of fact, Paul says, oh, my God, I'm trying to not to get ahead of, my, of myself, but watch this. Paul makes a mention, too, when he talks about for our light afflictions. Why would God take me through another preparation process when God has been preparing me for heaven here? What is this for? Matter, matter of fact, the Bible says for our afflictions are working in us in eternal glory. So why in the world am I going to go through this here, then to go to somewhere else, to then to be purged to suffering even more? So I die to suffer, then I can get to the presence. Oh, my God. What type of promise is this? But this is what Catholics believe. How did this stuff creep into the church? I'll tell you why. It's a long church history story. Rome said that, listen, we can't beat them, so we might as well join them. Let me keep going. Let me keep going here. Also, let me deal with this false doctrine that is slowly entering into the church. It is a false doctrine. Seven-day adventists, as I call them, adventurers. And Jehovah Witnesses believe in this. Matter of fact, there's so some denominations within the church believe in this doctrine of soul sleep. There are some Baptist churches who taught this about soul sleep. There are some apostolic doctrines that have talked about soul sleep. This doctrine, ladies and gentlemen, is of error that has creeped into the church because they have misinterpreted scriptures. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes down to soul sleep, ladies and gentlemen, it is a teaching that when a person dies, his soul sleeps until the time of future resurrection. When it says future resurrection, it is in t- it is meaning that when your body, ladies and gentlemen, the, at the future resurrection, when all of us, when the trumpet shall sound and Jesus shall appear, that we shall be caught up. And, and guess what? The dead in Christ will, uh, will rise first. And the, and the fact of the matter is with all of that, then you take on your actual, um, uh, your mortal body, immortal body that does not suffer any sin. So that's what it's talking about. That's what it's referring to. But it's saying when you die, between that time, you are practically unconscious. You're not conscious. You're asleep. It's pretty much time to teach you that the soul cannot exist without a body. That is what it's trying to say. That the soul cannot exist without a body. Here's what my question is: Where did you exist before you were here? You were in God. So if I was in God, and a matter of fact, in the Bible says before, before, oh my God, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. So if I was hidden in God, what do you think I am? I'm a spirit. God does not have a body, but He's a conscious person. On, Scripture says that he's all-knowing. Yeah. Oh. The angels are also spirit beings. So how in the world is my soul asleep when my soul existed before I ever had a body? Come on. Come on. So my question to you: if we just going to be if we're just going to be plain, so what happens then when my body where is the soul then? I'm in the casket. Where's my soul? If I'm unconscious, then why does my body decay? Where is the soul? Where is the soul being held in? If I'm asleep, I just want you to think about this argument. I just want you to think about it. Where is your soul then? If I'm asleep, then why does the body decay? If it, need, if the soul cannot exist without a body, how? Where is my soul? So I, that means that I'm just waiting there until the final day, the final time. Then what's going what, what to kill? Oh, my God. All right. All right. So how, how do they believe it? They say that death is called sleep. There's the argument for it. Death is called sleep. Um, when uh, in Acts chapter 7, verse 60, they misinterpreted the scripture. They said, then he, Stephan, um Stephan knelt down. Uh, Stephen, excuse me, knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with my sin. I mean, with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Then their other argument was that the soul cannot exist apart from the body. Then the other argument about soul sleep that, so, that, they, that they're saying, which claims it is that death know nothing. In other words, what it's saying is that The dead pretty much know nothing. They're unconscious. They don't know what's going on. That right there is a false teaching. There is an account that is made in scripture that Jesus talks to us about, about a man named Lazarus. Many people defer in this belief because they think that this is a parable. This is not a parable. Here's why I tend to believe that this is not a parable. When Jesus talked about parables, he never used names. Never has he used a name. Look at when he talks about the kingdom of God. When he does a whole parable about the kingdom of God. He does not use names. He says it's like a farmer. It's like this. It's like that. But this particular time, he tells you a story about a rich man. And there was also a poor man that was in the bosom of Abraham. And he was there fully aware. Lazarus is the poor man, actually. But there was a rich man. He's in hell, feeling its effects. And then you're telling me he doesn't know nothing. Are you hearing me tonight? Yeah. He's very alert. He tells him, please, if you tell my family, please don't come here. Yeah. This is not a parable. This is an, an actual account that Jesus is telling you of a real person that is fully aware of where they are. Do you not know, and I'll get into this later in this series, that the dead, that if it's going to say that the dead knows nothing. Matter of fact, scripture also talks about that there are also, that even those who have gone before us now, they also have some type of clue of what's happening here on the earth. And I'll share with you more about that. So these are the arguments that they want to say that supports the scripture. But can I can I take you further? And I'm going to get to where I'm going here. Is this helping you to give you understanding? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me give you some understanding to help us along here. So, here, the word of sleep slash sleep in the Bible in the Greek figuratively means death. In the book of John chapter 11, Jesus got word about the the uh, word about Lazarus. This is a different Lazarus, ladies and gentlemen. He got word about Lazarus, ladies and gentlemen. This is is Mary's brother, Martha's brother. And, and, And he got word that he's not in good condition. Two days later, Lazarus dies. Jesus does not do anything. He waits. He tells them in John chapter John chapter 11, verse 11, he says, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. Jesus, knowing that the disciples were confused and trying to figure out what are you talking about, brother? What do you mean he's asleep? So if he's sleeping, that means he ain't really. So then this is what Jesus said in verse 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead.
1: <laughs>
0: if you don't get it, I tried to use an analogy, that didn't work for you. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you, Lazarus is dead. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, in Scripture, uses this as an analogy. Why? Because here's what I'm going to tell you. In Scripture, when the dead are referred to as sleeping, it is the language of appearance. In other words, it is the way it looks to the observer. When we view a body, what do you look at? It looks like they are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right? It looks as though they are asleep, yeah. but there's no life there. Are you hearing me? There's no life there. It look, it's a lifeless shell. So if I'm going to talk about soul sleep and the soul still exists, why does the body still look the way it does? If if my soul is still in my body, it doesn't make sense. But they they get it twisted because they look at the word sleep and think it means literal that they're sleep and it's not what it's meaning. It's used as an analogy to describe what it looks like to the observer. He said he fell asleep. That means he died, no longer existing. Then there are other times when you you see the word sleep that the person is actually asleep. He's not dead, all right? Are you hearing me tonight? So this is what they believe. However, ladies and gentlemen, again, this teaching is very incorrect and it's false because this teaching does not give you any hope. It It gives you no hope to why when you die, so you're just saying I'm unconscious. Where's the hope in that? Are you hearing me? Okay. So what is it that we believe? What is it that we believe? What is the true belief of this of this whole thing here? What is, what is the truth of the matter? Here it is. When you die, your spirit will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. Here's the truth. The truth is, Paul in this text, ladies and gentlemen, is telling you what happens in the assurance for the believer. The assurance for the one that has endured until the end, that has persevered in faith, that has called Jesus as their Lord and Savior and laid in the Lord as their lives and lived according to the scripture. Those are the ones that will be caught up to immediately in the presence of God. That is your hope. That is your assurance. The assurance of heaven is the presence of God. Many of us love heaven for different reasons and for many things is that you'll see loved ones. There'll be no crying there. But what is heaven without the presence of God? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know you want to see the person you miss, but that doesn't even matter. When you get there, you'll see him, you'll know him, you'll recognize him, yeah. but that won't matter to you. Yeah. Because you finally got to see the face of God. Yeah. However, the reality is, is for the person that does not accept Jesus and has rejected God's plan of eternal life, you will see the place called hell. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain to you a few things about hell. Number one, hell is a temporary holding place. Hell is really not even your final destination. Matter of fact, your final destination is the lake of fire, which you will not even be around. You won't be reincarnated as a dove. (laughs) None of that. I want to also warn people of this, uh, this gospel of inclusion, this universalism gospel that is also sneaking into our churches as well. More. Oh, my God. More, more than ever that this idea that everyone that God will never is so loving and he would never send anyone to hell. You know what? He doesn't. But hell was created for the devil and he created it not for us, but for him. But however, if you reject his plan for eternal life, you are going to go there. Oh, God would never send a good person to hell. No, the good person sent themselves to hell because they rejected the gospel. Your deeds don't get you into heaven. No, No amount of money you
1: give can get you into heaven. No many great things you do. You can feed the children until you're dead in the face. That does not get you in care what you do those are all nice stuff but at the end of the day god is not gonna judge you based upon the nice stuff you did god is not gonna judge you and say oh you fed the children i'm gonna let you in god is gonna say depart from me you sin of iniquity. i never knew you What does it matter? That doesn't matter to me. Did you accept it? They're going to say, oh my God. Well, no, I didn't hear it. No, on this and this and this person shared with you the gospel and you rejected it. Hell is a real place and they want to tell you it's fictitious. They want to tell you're not going to experience this. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It is a lie from the devil to make you think that God doesn't have a real place called heaven or hell.
0: And that lie is sending people right down there. Because, oh my God, because they won't tell the truth. And that blood will be on the preacher's hand that is telling people that you can live any old type of way. You can do anything you want to do. You can, oh my God,
1: oh my God, you can do anything you can do and still make it into heaven. And you want us to preach a message saying that that person got angel wings at their funeral and saying they make it to heaven and lie. Or somebody you know is living fire And say they make it in No they didn't make it in Let's preach a real message How was his destination And if you don't do And you don't repent of your sin You'll be just like that person
0: The reality of the matter is this Ladies and
1: gentlemen Heaven is not to be taken as a game Heaven should be the way you live in now
0: When your spirit dies, ladies and gentlemen, immediately your pres- your spirit has been eternity somewhere. Are you hearing me tonight? You are immediately even, oh, oh my God, let me tell you something in here tonight. You think hell was something Jesus preached more about hell, talked more about hell than what he did about heaven. Why? Because he wants people to know the reality of that place. Hallelujah. That it is a real place. It is real. And that rich man was there. He said, please tell them, don't tell. Please, if you can, tell them, don't come here. You don't want to come here. I heard Biggie saying his raps. He said, I don't want to make it to heaven with all the goody goodies. See, that's also a false narrative that goody goody people make it into heaven. That's not true people who are ratchet jacked up but exceed jesus christ who make it in heaven
1: reality is all of us have fallen short of the glory of god but we needed a savior and recognize it at the age of eight years old i said i'm gonna give my life to this person and i'm gonna follow him all the days of my life and i will not get Hallelujah. You got it all twisted. You got it all jacked up. Only those who know who they were don't know. That's why the gospel is offensive. The gospel says you jacked up. You ratchet, You are no good. But guess what? There is a sign. There is a savior named Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Your deeds are nothing but filthy rights. There's nothing you can do. The Bible says, "Yo, oh no, my God, the heart is wicked, and no man will know it." <sighs> oh.
0: Oh. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I heard Paul said, "Who a whole wretched man am I? Who will save me from this body of mine? Only Jesus." Hallelujah. You want to thank God that Jesus came. He came from heaven down the earth for some doctor people like you and I. And that's the hope that we have. That's the hope that we have. And my hope is not that I'm asleep. My hope is that I'm fully aware that I'm in the presence of God. Jesus that's why just what Paul said I got a confidence yes it's something I know it ain't something I'm dreaming of it's something I know
0: hallelujah Paul didn't say that immediately, when you die, tell oh my God that I'm just unconscious. He didn't say any of that.
1: He didn't say I come back as a bird. He said, no, when you're done, don't you rest from their labors. Their works do follow them. That means I got a home that was not built by the sire. She your I got a home that's not built. You can't build this hole. Jesus said I wouldn't have told you this. If it wasn't true, it's a true thing. I got mansions. Jesus Christ, hallelujah. If you never lived in a mansion before, you'll live there. You'll live there. If you never get it here, you'll get it there. Share soul. Don't you get caught up in this life Don't you get caught up in this life You never walked on streets of gold before But if you never did, you'll get it done You'll get it die.
0: everybody got all these get rich quick schemes
1: that say you're gonna get this here you can't take that where you're going you can't take it with you but what i got is a long lasting thing my crowns are a long lasting thing my the presence of god is a long lasting thing
0: hallelujah Hallelujah. I don't come to come. I didn't come to play with it tonight. Because heaven is more than a funeral message. It's something that you need to be reminded
1: of. To stop living for your life. All centered around this life. Because there is a greater life ahead of you.
0: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, it is the reality of what we believe. If you don't know this truth, you'll be unsure. See, that's why
1: seven-day eventists, they are unsure about their salvation, because they don't know. All they know is unconsciousness. They don't know. They know to be the assurance. That's why we sing to him, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine, Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation. God in this house tonight. I I got somewhere I'm going.
0: Can you die? That's why I'm not scared to die. God could take me tonight. I know where I'm going. He's going oh my God, I
1: know where I'm going. I got a full assurance. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise.
0: The Bible says in John chapter 5, verse 24. He says, most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. And now and not and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Yeah. In heaven, I'm I'm explaining more. Listen, in heaven, I don't have my fully resurrected body. I'm I have my spirit body. I'm in spirit form. But that spirit form is gonna make meat my new form body. So he said, I pass from death to life. He don't say I pass from death to sleep. I don't pass from death to a bird. I don't pass to a death where my spirit continues to evolve. I don't pass from death to go interacting in the affairs of men and be like, I don't do all of that. I'm not no Casper the ghost. I'm no Casper, no ghost. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Let me give you an example. Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. I hear you. When Moses when Moses and Elijah came to visit Jesus, they were very conscious. Oh my God. They were conscious of where they were. They came and visited him, and the disciples saw him. They wanted to stay on the mount. They were in life. They were in their spirit form bodies, visiting Jesus. At the mount, very aware, conscious. Jesus himself, resurrected. Only one in heaven with his resurrected body. Very, so what, what did Jesus do? How can you even preach the resurrection if you believe in soul sleep? How can you preach the resurrection? That means your denomination is false. It's crooked. It's errant. You can't preach the resurrection. Was Jesus soul asleep for three days? If they, Oh my God, if the spirits were so unconscious, why does the Bible say that in three days Jesus preached down in Sheol? Down, excuse me, down in Hades. Then Jesus came, got the keys of life and death, released those that were in a holding place because he was going to prepare the place and the place was prepared. He locked all those spirits out of Shield, Now they're in heaven. Huh? So where they unconscious then? Jesus, this is Jesus' words. These are not mine. Verse 25 says, Most assuredly I say to you, the the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those here will live. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, as I come to a close, the Apostle Paul in our text today assures the confidence that we should have in God In knowing that when we die, we will immediately be present with the Lord. The Lord, with the Lord fully conscious, fully aware. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. But when you get there, you'll no longer need faith because you'll see the glory right in front of you. Faith is only needed here so that you can have it for there. Once you get there, you see your faith comes to a full fruition because you see the glory of God. And here's what Jesus did. Here's what Jesus did, ladies and gentlemen. He gave us a guarantee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave us a guarantee of this thing. Hallelujah. He he, he he told us, ladies and gentlemen, he says in verse 5, he says, Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Guarantee is the ancient Greek word which described a pledge or a partial payment that required future payments, but gave the one receiving the guarantee a legal claim to the goods in question. Oh, God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, it's a guarantee a legal claim to the goods in question. It's almost like, oh my God, when when somebody proposes and gives the woman a red engagement ring, it's a guarantee that I'm gonna marry
1: you. Hallelujah. So I'm giving you this ring for what is the oh my god I cannot preach in here tonight and so what God did he said I'm gonna give you a little taste of heaven by putting my spirit in you and the spirit of God is your guarantee for that so if you ever had your faith in question remember the fact I the holy spirit as a guarantee When you have to get down how am i gonna make it and i got the holy spirit he's a guarantee for what i'll get
0: there oh my god look at somebody and say i already got a taste of heaven i got a little taste of heaven i got a little taste and that's through the holy spirit tonight hallelujah hallelujah in the modern greek language uh, uh A haran bonai means engagement ring. Heaven is a place prepared for prepared people who have accepted Jesus as Lord and endured to the end. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that Jesus said in Revelation 2 verse 7, he said, he who has an ear. Hallelujah. He said, he that has an ear. Hallelujah. If you got an ear tonight, I hope you're hearing this. To him who overcomes, I will give to him uh, to eat from the tree of life. Uh, life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. <laughs> that means to him who overcomes, he's going to have it to eat at the table at the paradise of God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me tonight? He said he's going to eat from the tree of life. Hallelujah. It's my guarantee tonight that we have a promise. We have a promise from God tonight and that guarantee is through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gives us a guarantee. He gives us a guarantee. It's a claim. God is preparing us now. Your afflictions here is preparing you for there. What you go through now is preparing you to get to heaven, ladies and gentlemen. It's preparing you to get there. Hallelujah. That's why those of people who lose the faith, they lose it because. Hallelujah. They Oh, my God. They didn't have the guarantee. Hallelujah. It is no way in the world with the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. You can let go of your faith now. That's why when you're in the trouble thing, that's why you got to set your minds on the realities of heaven. The reality of heaven is yes
1: i'm going through this now but good, good, oh my god the good news is with the peace of heaven i got here it's giving me enough and sustaining me to get there that my work here is not going to be done until the day oh my god he then begun a good work and you shall complete it until the day of christ and the work that he begun was the work of grace and through the work of grace the holy spirit is the one that's continually to walk on you me.
0: until that great day So many people tell you, I'm going to heaven. Well, where's your guarantee? Hallelujah. The old folks used to say that if you're saved, you want
1: to show some sign. And there's no way in the earth you got the guarantee if there ain't no signs. Because the Bible says the signs shall follow them. Miracles and wonders shall follow them. The fruit of the Spirit shall be ever-present in your
0: life. And if it's not ever-present, we must question. We must put it in question. Uh, look at somebody say do you got the guarantee tonight i said do you got the guarantee i said do you got the guarantee tonight hallelujah, hallelujah Thessalonians says it like this 1 Thessalonians says but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others who have to know hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so God will bring him those who sleep in Jesus let me tell you something tonight that's why we have this hope, yes what we are really suffering over is the separation and the loss of a loved one But the hope that still lies within And the hope that still is an
1: assurance of us today Is that God has received those in Who accepted Jesus Who believed that he rose and died again Who believed in the finished work of God And those who God is going to receive in Shall see the Lord Hallelujah They shall see the Lord ever so present Oh my God, let me tell you something Heaven is real Paul, my God And I believe it's even in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 where oh my god he saw he was called up into a third heaven and he could not even explain the stuff that he saw it was so overwhelming oh my god it was so radiant that he couldn't even explain it he couldn't even utter it to men hallelujah i'm telling you now there is a real place called heaven
0: we're god of bulls (laughs) That's the abode of God, ladies and gentlemen. And I heard the Bible says, behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth tonight. I saw a new heaven and a new
1: earth tonight. That's why I'm living for there. Because when I come back here, I'm going to be even greater than I was here. Hallelujah. Because I shall reign with him. Ah. For eternity I know my God you worried about Reigning over some businesses That's good enough, But it doesn't mean nothing When you can reign Over all of this thing And Jesus said I'm gonna give you this I'm gonna give you that land over there Things you wouldn't see in this lifetime You'll see it over there
0: You need to get a different viewpoint on heaven tonight. You need to give a different viewpoint on heaven tonight. Your stewardship here is preparing you for your
1: stewardship there. That's why you didn't gone through the things you are gone through. That's why you had to endure why you had to endure. It's preparing you for life after this.
0: I praise you tonight I got to go now hallelujah but I'm glad of where I'm going tonight I said I'm glad of where I'm going tonight I'm built for this tonight I got a home I said I got a home tonight and I know where I'm going tonight
1: to be absent from the body present with the Lord absent here hello there I got a home hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because this body's not fit for there. That's why I gotta die here. Because it's not fit for there. This body's corrupted.
0: But I'm gonna put on the uncorruptible Shaiash. <laughs> oh ah thank you jesus tonight heaven is my home hallelujah you may don't think nothing of it because you're still thinking with this living idea the thing that this is all life has to offer let me tell you something you can live like God wants you to live life in the abundantly here but let me tell you something tonight if you think that's all life has to offer then you would be miserable that's why Christians look miserable because they don't think that there's nothing prepared afterwards but let me tell you something there is something prepared afterwards and that's where I'm living with that as my goal that's why Paul said I didn't go through
1: all this stuff in vain I didn't go if this gospel was in vain I didn't go through all of this for me to do be sleep i went through all of this cause i know where i'm going
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah take heart in it tonight and that's why we got to make it our business and I got more to share about heaven trust me But that's why you got to make it your business to
1: spread the gospel and let them know See people don't preach messages about heaven anymore unless somebody's dead But let me tell you something Walter you who don't tell people that there's a heaven and that there's a hell And Repent ye therefore because it's a day that's coming, it's a day that's coming, and I believe that in any moment the trumpet will sound, and you don't wanna miss when the trumpet blows. You wanna be able to hear that great trumpet in Zion And I say, Oh no, I know I'm ready now. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give him a praise in this from the night. I'm going, I'm going there. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah tonight, I thank God for preparing the place, I thank God for preparing the place, I thank God for preparing the place, when I
0: witnesses cheering you on cause they know what's on the other side I can hear him now come on Brandon keep running the
1: race he keep running the race I got grandparents there saying keep running the race I got aunties there saying keep running the race run up, run up, and see what the end's gonna be on the other side shout
0: Jesus I praise you tonight I Say, you're the most see that. How you're the glory. Look at somebody and say, Run on, run on and see what they are
1: going to be. If you're offer you Jesus tonight. I offer
0: you Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He prepared a place for you. And the place is called heaven. Where you'll be with the Lord for eternity. It's not a boring place as I'll talk about in this series. You may want to know this place. Hallelujah. You may want to know this place. You want to know this man so you can get the guarantee tonight. That's why I don't understand why people are so back and forth eternal security. You got the Holy Spirit, that's the guarantee. They know there's no there's no question about eternal security. My name is written and I got the guarantee of the Spirit. If you accept him in your life today, I tell you, that will be your place. But what you do here matters for there. you can prepare yourself for the next life if you're saying you want to rededicate your life to christ you can rededicate your life back to him tonight that's available for you as well that's available for you as well you want to partner with tcf that's available for you as well i thank god tonight hallelujah come on give god a praise if you know where you're going i said if you know where you're going hallelujah the guarantee tonight